Chapter 5, Life Partner Anne Elizabeth Gadsden was the fourth of eleven children born to John and Hannah Gadsden of Dandenong, Victoria. Hannah was a hard-working mother who brought up her children in the Methodist faith. Hannah was confronted with the question of which day was the Bible Sabbath, so she went to her Bible to resolve the issue. She could not find any command to worship on the first day of the week, so she became a Sabbath keeper, observing her day of rest on Saturday each week. When Mr Crick, a Seventh-day Adventist coal porter, visited the family in 1900, he introduced the family to the Seventh-day Adventist faith. Hannah, her five daughters and one of her sons became Seventh-day Adventists. Anne was baptised when she was 16 in 1904 and became a coal porter in March 1906 when she was still 17 years of age. Anne's supervisor was Harold Harker. During their early association, Harold and Anne were attracted to each other and soon a romance developed. Harold was an experienced coal porter and Anne was a young woman with a burning desire to serve her God and her church. Their common purpose in life helped to strengthen the bond that was developing between them. Harold recognised that God was leading him to his life partner and he asked Anne to marry him. While Harold and Anne's romance was developing, Anne and her friend Mabel Barlow were working together in Geelong, Victoria. They remained in Geelong for a number of months and then moved to Brighton near Anne's family home at Keysborough, working there in October 1906. This brought Anne and Harold closer to each other for a brief period. The following month, Anne and Mabel worked in Myrtleford in northeastern Victoria. Harold and Anne's wedding took place on January 23, 1907, at the home of John and Hannah Gadston in Keysborough, Victoria. Harold was 29 years of age and Anne was approaching her 19th birthday. Pastor J.H. Woods officiated at the wedding. Anne's sister Alice was her bridesmaid. The house was beautifully decorated with flowers. The wedding ceremony was followed by a simple reception with food and speeches. It was a wonderful day for the happy couple. After their wedding, Harold and Anne returned to Harold's house in Melbourne. Harold continued his work as the state agent for the Victorian Conference. Anne devoted herself to supporting Harold and giving the house a woman's touch. The newly married couple were very happy and looked forward to a life of service together. Harold adored his young wife and Anne added to the cheerful atmosphere in the home. Soon, however, a giant shadow was cast over their happiness. In late March, a few weeks after their wedding, and just after he had been reappointed as state agent, Harold became very seriously ill with pneumonia and typhoid fever. Prayers for his recovery were made, and church members throughout Australasia were invited to pray for Harold's recovery in the Union Conference record of April 1, 1907. He was also anointed in line with the instruction in the book of James, chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. For more than a week, Harold remained gravely ill at home. 
When the last crisis came, Harold's life remained in the balance. Slowly the crisis passed and he began to improve slightly. Soon it became apparent that Harold would live and he began to recover. Prayers of gratitude were offered for his healing as he recuperated at home under the tender care of Anne. Harold's miraculous recovery from illness deepened the bond between him and Anne and strengthened their faith that God had called them to a life of service together. He knew that divine intervention had preserved his life and he determined to continue his work of bringing God's last day message to the people through the printed word. As the expressions of Christian love poured in from the believers throughout Australasia, he was reminded of the tender ties that bound him to the believers in the Australasian Union and throughout the world. The period of recuperation following his illness allowed Harold the opportunity to reflect at length on his life. God had been very good to him. Not only had he survived a grave illness, but he had a lovely young wife and the prospect of a happy life together. Norman, Florence, Leela and Laura were all actively involved in Christian service. Laura had completed the nursing course at the Sydney Sanitarium and Hospital in Warunga under the supervision of doctors Daniel and Loretta Cress. Then there was the work that he enjoyed in the ongoing association with fellow graduates of Avondale College. Life was sweet, but what of the future? Perhaps his recent marriage and illness were indications of a change in direction for his life. Rise and praise ye the Father, Harold's light baritone voice rang out in the early morning. Anne listened to Harold finish the familiar hymn that he loved to sing when greeting a new day. Harold, you are obviously recovered now. Yes, Anne, I'm starting to feel my old self again. I think I will be ready to commence work soon. I've had a lot of time to think while I've been recuperating. The Lord has spared my life for a reason, and I wonder if he has another work for me to perform for him. I have a good deal of experience meeting people, and perhaps God is planning a work for me in ministry. You know that I will support you in whatever God calls you to do in the future, Anne offered. Yes, I know, Anne. The Lord directed me to you as my life partner. He doesn't make mistakes. Whatever he wants us to do, he will provide. Let's have worship together and then breakfast. I'm famished. Harold resumed work as state agent for Victoria. He was reappointed to the position in March 1908. Two months later, on May 17, 1908, Harold and Anne's joy was full as Anne gave birth to Laura Lillian Harker at Dandenong. Their first child was named after Laura, Harold's youngest sister, who had pleaded with him to attend the tent mission at Hastings in 1893 and who was now serving God as a nurse. In September, Harold returned to Kurumbong as one of the Victorian delegates to the Union Conference which was the level of organisation above the state conferences. There were delegates from as far away as Singapore, Fiji and Tonga. The work was expanding and there were many pressing issues to resolve. Harold spoke to the issue of workers for the cause. I believe, he told the conference, that the conference workers should teach the converts they bring into the faith to work, thus providing reinforcements and new labourers. Harold enjoyed meeting friends and acquaintances from his days at Avondale College, and the time away from his work refreshed him. But he was anxious to get back to Victoria to be with Anne and Laura. He returned to his family 
and work in Victoria, but he was unsettled in his mind about the future. It was a year and a half since he felt the stirring of his thoughts in regard to ministry. His marriage and illness were a watershed in his life, yet life continued as before. Perhaps the Lord was not calling him to the ministry after all. Harold confided his thoughts to Anne, and they made the issue a matter of prayer, but no clear answers came. While he enjoyed his life as a coal porter, Harold felt the need for a change. After years of an itinerant life, he thought it would be nice to have a more settled life again. Harold liked restoring furniture and a second-hand furniture business in Ballarat was available for sale. Harold expressed an interest in the business and advised the conference that if they did not feel that they could confirm the call he felt to ministry, then he would be travelling to Ballarat to make an offer on the business. Harold advised the conference of the date of his travel. The day of his travel to Ballarat arrived and Harold had not been contacted by the conference office. He said goodbye to Anne and Laura and with a heavy heart boarded the train to Ballarat. As the train left Melbourne and moved northwest into the Victorian countryside, he felt keenly disappointed. He was sure the Lord was calling him into ministry after years of preparation, but perhaps he was wrong. He consoled himself with the thought that at least the matter was decided and he had a clear direction for the future. <laughs>